Hello, everyone. If you're still listening, I am so sorry. Why are you here? Why are you listening to this? Do you need help? Do you need a therapist? Go to, what is it called? BetterHelp.com. They do not sponsor us, but, you know, that'd be cool if they did. But if you need help, go immediately. Run. Run right now. But if you choose to stay, this is the root of all Ashley. I, of course, am your host, Ashley, and I have my co-host, Adriana, here. Adriana, say hi. Hi, Adriana. How are you? No, you're not. You don't say that. You say, hi, I'm Adriana. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Adriana, otherwise known as Walker AC. No, we go by Adriana in this in this show. Oh, okay, fine. Fair enough. Adriana, continue. What? You should go by Texas, like, okay, on, like, a, I don't know, on certain events. Okay, uh, what's a cowboy kind of holiday? Fourth of July. When you do a Fourth of July podcast, you should go by Texas Walker Ranger AC. Wow, so many copyright dates and so many, uh, you totally botched that? Do you mean Walker, Walker Texas? Walker, Texas, right? No, Walker, Texas. I'm sorry, I had those mixed up. I, I'm bad. But, yeah, that's a good idea. You think so? App, uh, then I'll run with it then. So Yes, the July podcast, Rocket. Sweet. So, Adriana, are you ready for what today, what we're talking about, or this evening, whichever, whatever time someone's listening? Uh, do you know what the topic is for today? I have a good idea, but seeing how this is your show, I will let you bring it up and uh, we shall expound on it. All right. Topic is, Ho is life. Now, for those of uh, for those of people out there who is not familiar with that, would you please be so kind, slowly, to explain what Ho is life? Ho be that life. Okay, so Ho is life. Basically, it's meaning pretty much do what you want when you want it. Fuck what other people think of you, which is okay. Commonly known as like you know sexual activities. Uh, I know you and I talked about this in previous podcasts about. You know, pornography only fans want stuff. So this is actually going different. I mean, it kind of relates. But anyway, um, so obviously there's always that stigmatism that, you know, if a woman has multiple sexual partners, she's a hoe, she's a whore, she's a character. But if a man has multiple sexual partners, ah, you know, he's being a dude. He's getting there. Go dude, you know? So hoe's life is basically, you know, support. You can be a guy, you can be a girl, you can be whoever you identify as. You can have multiple partners, as long as you're safe about it. Obviously, you're not being a cheater. You know, you're not having affairs and stuff like that. Everything's, you know, done peachy keen. But, you know, if anyone wants to judge you, fuck them, you know? I mean, you can literally fuck them, too, whichever works. But, you know, do you live your life to the fullest and do what makes you happy. Either it's mental health issues and you're not really happy and you're still doing it, or you just want to do it because you are a true nympho. Whichever works. So that is what Hoa's life is. Now, how did you discover this whole this Hoa's life thing? I'm curious. Because I was a hoe. <laughs> in the, well, I mean, in the biblical sense? Or just, you just classified yourself as that because you were a free spirit and you were not quote-unquote, tied oh. down to anyone or in a relationship with anyone. Oh, God, no. I hope my husband never listens to this podcast. I don't think he will, but dear God, if he ever listens to this, husband, if you're listening to this podcast, please stop at all costs. Do not do not pass go, all right? This is before you. You are not going to like this podcast. <laughs> anyway, no, I was a straight up. 
mean, oh, okay, not to the extremes, okay? So, pretty much between the age of 18 to right when I met my husband, right after I turned 20. So, for like two years, I had like a little bit of a whole period. It didn't start off with the intention of, oh, you know what, I'm just going to fuck dudes. So, my first boyfriend was the type of guy, girl, you never want to be with. He was an addict. He was abusive mentally, uh, emotionally, physically, all of the above. And he was just batshit crazy, toxic as to be. But he was my boyfriend for two years because I was the kid that got bullied. I didn't have friends. I had a tragic home life. And he was just someone to be there. And I had no confidence. So I stayed with him. Once I was 18, I finally got my first job. And I started being around people. I started knowing what could be a life and having friends. I remember coworkers talking to me when I was telling them about how my boyfriend was being just casually as if it was normal. And I remember one of my coworkers like, no, sweetie, oh my God, that's not okay. And just going from there. So long story short on that, technically he broke up with me because he was the type that every day on the phone, he broke up with me for some stupid reason. And then he called me an hour or two later, baby, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be an idiot, like, okay, yeah, sure, fine. And I think after a week of this, because he was upset that I was working, that I was becoming to have a life outside of him. So one of the days that he broke up with me, I finally said, okay, it's fine. He calls me back a couple hours later, babe, I'm so sorry. I like, no, 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 you're right. I'm no good for you. That you do deserve better than me because I don't make time for you. You deserve someone that can make time for you. And I was, I was like laying it on thick. I was like, because I was over it at this point with him. So anyway, finally done with this guy. Um, so, you know, I'm working. Um, I was working for a restaurant at, one, at a theme park. And this was a big staff. And I made friends with a lot of people. And I started seeing the guy. Uh, we weren't classified boyfriend, girlfriend. But we don't want the restaurant to know. So he was kind of like a, he got a rebound. He was a rebound. And he knew that. I don't I didn't want anything. I just want to just have someone different. And then one day he decided to start telling people that we were an item. And immediately I was like, no, we're not. And I shut it down between them and I. That's no one. I then started flirting. Like, I mean, some of the guys at work just started flirting me. I flirted back because this is coming from a girl has zero confidence and I'm finally being thrust out of the world and I'm getting noticed and um, people paying, guys paying attention to me and it felt nice and so I'm not you know, really thinking of am I being used, is it just me being our our so I mean so I'd flirt back, I would get numbers and you know I probably hooked up with two other guys from the restaurant and Nothing came out of them. It was just quick hookups. And so, really, from there, it would just be the... So, I wasn't... So, when I say how was life, like, I mean, again, whatever you do is you... But for me, I wasn't hooking up with some guy different every other day. You know, it wasn't, like, five guys over a week. It was never like that. It'd probably be, like, let's say I hooked up with one guy, and if I ever hooked up with someone different, it'd be, like, weeks later, you know? Um, so, it's not like I was bouncing around. But... So occasionally, like, I mean, I had friends with benefit, and I just didn't want to date anybody, and then I did come across a guy. I dated him for a while. He was actually the only guy I actually loved, besides my husband, 
that clearly did not work out. And then, yeah, I went into full overdrive of Hope's life at that point. Like, I really was just, I did not care. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about others. I, you know, I, I was actually, I feel bad. Looking back at it, there was actually some good guys that if they end up trying to be dicks, I think it probably would have been my fault. I, I literally just did use some really good guys. And I was not a good person during this phase. You know, I was partying. I just worked and party. That's all I did. And so, you know, a lot of things I did, I, I did, I was, I'm not proud of today, but it happens, you know. I share these experiences. And so, yeah, I just, I mean, I can go into some stories here and there, you know, throughout this podcast, we might, we might not, depending on what we're going. But, yeah, and um, then eventually I met my husband. Uh, later on, this is obviously in a whole phase because, hello, I met my husband. But I remember talking to him, and for a month, he was trying to get me bonded with him, and I just did not want to. He clearly liked me, and I was just not, I did not have the emotional capacity to deal with somebody, and he seemed like a nice lad. But every day I talked to him, the more I liked him, eventually started dating him. And I had a plan B and C, so whenever I talked to a guy, I always have like a backup plan. I always have like another guy, so if something didn't work out, and I need to just, you know, forget be for, forget the guy I started liking. I had a plan B to hook up with. So I started liking my husband, started going a few dates. I had to drop my plan B. And, which was weird. It's like I always had a backup. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it was a lot of crazy, crazy times. And for me, I don't regret it. I do regret, you know some of the good guys that I just completely bailed on. You know, the next morning I left and they never called them, even though they kept trying to call me and they were seemed like legit good guys. So that part I do feel bad about everything else, as in feeling bad about myself, I don't feel it. It's you know, it's experience a lot of people say, Oh, that's shameful And I know my husband, I know for sure he went like to hear all that, especially from his cultural background stuff, so I don't talk about the stuff with him for obvious reasons. But it happens. And you know, and I look back like, wow, you know, some things were good, some things that should not have happened. And a lot of things that happened to me throughout life also, you know, that I shared in like the last podcast or two, uh, one of those experiences also, you know, pushed the always life. So again, when I have friends that are single and they have one guy, and then, you know, next week they have, I'm like, girl, how is life? Get it in. If you want to have sex, have sex, then go back to your living your life. You have your basic needs, you want to do them. Especially if the guy is hot, or the girl, for sure, get it in. But, yeah, um, before I share even more, Adriana, have you experienced Toe's life? Shockingly, I have. And I know that people in the background are going, him? No. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'll give you a brief little anecdote here. Now, in my uh, teen years in high school, junior high and whatnot, I was never really considered good-looking. Oh, come on, Adrian. You just... You're a hot guy. I know, I know, I know. Tall, dark, Adrian. Oh, absolutely. Um, back then, I should, be, I should have been under a bridge scaring little children, but I digress. Um, in my 20s, I blossomed a little bit, and I developed the gift of gab. Now, let me rewind a little bit. Um, I always had a hard time talking to women, you know, back in my, you know, grade school, 
teens, going slowly into adults. I had a hard time speaking because I had a very bad stutter. Also, I had zero self-confidence, you know, because, you know, you know my upbringing, I was never really you know, given that speech on how to approach people, more or less have a conversation. So I was horrible, you know, very, very unkempt, you know, very primitive kind of guy. I would point and go, ugh, boobs, I want. That really didn't work. So the more I got older and I learned the gift of gab, I use that to my advantage because, you know, the uglier you are, the smarter you have to be. So I read books every day. So it was great. Um, and I started talking to a young lady and she actually got into what I was saying because I had humor. And once she got with me at, you know, at my early 20s, um, I kept going and going and going because it's such a new experience to me. And I, I didn't know I had this this disability to talk and I I was a male hose life for for quite a while you know uh, until I settled down so you know, I, you know I look back finally on those memories you know but it was more or less like a like a growing experience because I had no idea what I was doing I had no idea how to talk I had no idea how to carry myself and more more the male hose life I had the more comfortable I got talking to women you know, and I got me to where I am to this day. So, see, not 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 as colorful as yours, but you know, I'm gonna spare all the all, I'm gonna spare all the gory details for that. So there we go. Yeah, mine's colorful um, because you know, well, nearly every guy was a different color in the rainbow. So yeah, for sure, it's color colorful. Um, I don't know because mine was just partying and just having fun. That really was. It wasn't the goal. Oh, you know, I want to sleep with a number of guys and that's all I wanted. No, it's just, that's what I did. It's like, because in line with all this is me having fun. Like, I have so many great memories of, of having, of like going out, parties, adventures, all this stuff with friends. And now, of course, men turns out dead. Out of 10, alcohol was involved, obviously. But it was just, that's why I loved working. Uh, even during this stage, I was working for the same company you and I worked together at, you know, back then, just different area. And all I did, I worked, and when I was off work, I hated being at my house by myself. Because, you know, I was alone with my thoughts, and that's not, that's not okay. So, you know, I just, I would go and have fun, and, you know, if I occasionally met someone that was cute, that was interested in me, you know, why not? You know, there's a benefit out of it. Um, and again, there's a couple of friends with benefits I had, and there was one particular, you know, that, that fallout was bad. So there's two friends with benefits here. There is one, you know, obviously, oh, you can't. So, going back to start, how and I met at the restaurant that I worked with at a theme park, and nearly almost a lot of my friends I know now and still friends with to say is from that restaurant, you know, had my work together. And even you know, from then, I figured he kind of likes me, but he had a girlfriend. You know, and this isn't me being fully because, oh, he must like me. No, it, he very obviously flirted, but he had a girlfriend. And I wasn't interested in him, in him either because he had a girlfriend, and I am not that type of girl. Even back then, if I knew you were with somebody, it was not happening. And because there's girl code, and I respect that. And I believe in karma. But anyway, you know, we were still friends. You know, we had, an, I had like what's called a nerd squad, and we hung out, and one of my best friends 
people you've met not too long ago. Uh, we all went out a lot. But there was one night, it was me and three of my guy friends. And we decided to go to downtown Orlando and go party. And back then, there was a club called Club Sin, S-Y-N. It's been closed for years, but it was a pretty fun night. So in the beginning, you know, let's call this guy Trevor. You know, he in the beginning was already like, I call Ashley as the dance partner. And I'm just like, okay, sure. And, and so, you know, we go and Trevor is, he doesn't want to dance. And I'm like, you just said, you just called it that I'm your dance partner. And that involves us dancing. <laughs> so, and he said, no, we're in a packed club. No one is going to care if you, de- if you don't have the most accurate dance moves, you know. And he said, no, I need my good courage. So he would sit there at the party drinking. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I just want to dance. So this other guy, who is the origin point of the story, um, what should we call him? Let's call him Frank. And he just he just came over, pulled me up to dance floor. No ask or anything. He just grabs my hand and says, all right, let's go dance. All right, sure. Let's dance. And then it's like a minute or two later, here comes Trevor. We're having me to dance with him. This is a back and forth thing between the two of them for most of the evening. I didn't rep two and two. I was honestly having fun. I wasn't interested in either of them. I was having fun with my friends. And so I just... But I didn't really pick it up, you know, that they were both, like, kind of dance fighting on me. It was kind of weird. I look back, and I'm like, this is stupid stuff you see in movies. So, you know, everything's said and done. Um, all of us go back in the car, and we go back to um, my best friend's apartment. He, and again, Adrian, this is the one that you've met at my birthday. And we, he immediately goes into his apartment to pass out because he was just drunk and he went into his apartment sleep meanwhile there's myself there's trevor and frank and then there's this other guy named we're going to call him jay that was the actual nickname he went by anyway that guy jay is the guy that was my rebound in the beginning don't i don't care we hang out there's no emotions attached wasn't a big deal so him and frank were going to walk home because they lived in this general area that they could just walk. My car was there. I planned on just hanging out until my buzz died down before I would drive home. So the two of them leave, and then it's just Trevor and I. We're sitting in the car, we're talking. You know, he puts his hand on my leg, and now it's just, you know what, fuck it. All right, the circus and what, you know, there's no harm in it. And we're obviously making out. And obviously, hands are going in places. At this point, someone's tapping on a damn window. And sure enough, it's Jay. And he turns around to the window. Can we help you? And he just starts being all high and mighty all of a sudden. Jay's just going off like, you know, he's just using you to sleep with you. And I'm like, I'm, use, I'm using him too. I want to get laid. Why are you bothering us? You know, I'm yelling at him. I can't remember, Jay said something, like it was hitting me in a, in a sensitive spot, you know, I don't remember what he said, but it made me mad to the point that I got out of the car, and Trevor obviously, you know, because he's, you know, his chances of, get, of getting laid that evening were dwindling down very slowly, or very fastly, 
quickly. Where it's, I'm just like, you know what, the mood's gone. I'm no longer in, in it. I just want to leave. And Trevor's like, oh, we'll just, we'll just go to my place. It's fine, you know? I'm like, no. So I appreciate it, but the mood's gone. And so Frank is standing off to the side. He's not being part of this. And Jay's just, you know, trying to go hide. I'm like, I'm just trying to look out for you, move. I'm like, you know what? Fuck all three of you. Fuck all of you. I'm going. I'm leaving. Fuck this shit. Uh, so the next, you know, I went home. The next morning, the guy Frank, who was the one I was, you know, stealing the money for, he sucks to me. And also, we're having this conversation. He's just like, I've always liked you. I had the biggest crush on you when we worked at that restaurant. And blah, 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 blah. And I was always going to hook up with you. And last night, I was, like, so jealous. And um, I wasn't going to bother you because it's not my business or your own person. But when Jay wanted to come back, I just didn't want to say no. And but I was so jealous. And I'm like, what the fuck? So basically comes down to this is, okay, we can be friends with benefits. And he's, of course, being the typical guy that's saying, I don't want feelings attached. I'm just not in the emotional place. I'm like, dude, I don't care. It's fine. That's fine. You don't, we're, we're good. And sure enough, you know, we hooked up a couple times. And this is, you know, uh, he was actually my plan B uh, when I met my husband. So when I was meeting, was probably the third date of my husband. Keep in mind, dating my husband, there was no guy involved. I just keep them to the side in case I need to call them in. And so I ended up starting to really like my husband at the time, or, you know, then got dating. I told him, say, listen, we can't be, because he would flirt with me. He would send me a message and flirt with me. And I'd say, listen, my guy, we can't do this. I'm dating a guy now. It's, I think it's starting to, it's going to get serious, and I just don't want to talk to anybody else. It's not okay. And he just, threw a little tantrum. And I'm sitting here, I didn't say anything in the chat, but I'm like, I thought you said there's no feelings involved. You seem a little bit in your feelings. But continue to be friends. We have our friend group. He was always salty. And when we hung out, so one of the other guy friends, him and I are just talking. We're all, the, the four of us are sitting at dinner. And the, myself and another guy friend, we're just talking about nonsense. You know, we're talking. Um, Frank and my best friend, they go off to smoke on their own. They come back, and my best friend's like, you know, he was acting super jealous about you for some reason because you're talking to, you know, dude's name. He's got stick his ass. I don't know, but he remains salty even to this day. He is so salty, and he makes such a big deal out of something else was made for nothing, and it just. It boggles my mind because again, I was in that place I just don't, I didn't want attachments either. And then it's always funny because he got attachment. And um, we don't talk anymore. You know, I removed him from my social media years ago because I just got over it. I got over him being drama, dramatic and crying like a baby whenever we would be on the group chat. So that's all said and done with him. But then there's another guy. I legitimately like talking to this guy. Not like in a feelings like, oh, I wanted to date him, but just vibed with him. And it was just always fun. And he was so fun to flirt with. It was just, it was just fun. So all around, the, you know, as I'm saying, the guy was just fun. And it sucks because I talked to him when I worked. He was one of the, the second guy I 
hooked up with a little at the restaurant. And this is where I hate, I hate myself. Apparently he had a girlfriend who was pregnant. And I definitely was not aware of this. And how I found out is because I worked at this theme park. So on my day off, I decided to walk around the theme park with one of my friends. And sure enough, I'm walking across the bridge, across this big lake. And here that guy is, and he's taking a picture. You know, at least seems like he's around a family, like his family or her family, I don't know. And they're taking a picture together. And she's very heavily pregnant. And the way that he's holding her is more, you know, you can definitely tell they're involved. He and I made eye contact. And I just, you know, I just looked at him and I just kept walking. There's no, you know, oh, you know, the feelings are I just was so mad because I was the other woman. I hated that. And if she wasn't pregnant, I would have called him on the shit right then and there. But she's pregnant. I don't want her to be stressed when something happens to that baby. I walked away from it. And sure enough, a couple hours later, I'm getting the messages. Oh, it's really not that serious. I'm just going to turn to the baby's born. Blah, 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 blah. No, thank you. I'm okay. Listen, we're friends. We can be friends at work still. We can be friends when we all do parties and stuff. But besides that, there's, there's something there. We're not doing anything. I'm, I I won't do that. He pulls the, oh, I thought we weren't going to have feelings. You're right. There's no feelings here. But I don't want you to be an other woman. That's that's a whole different level of dirty and disgusting that I will not stoop to. For obvious reasons. So, you know, off and on over the years, like, oh, for a while, he would try to flirt with me. I kept saying no. I'm not calling, like, you know, I just don't want to do it. And then it was very clear through social media, at least from what I believe, that he really wasn't with this woman anymore. Um, and then mutual friends were like, yeah, he's single and blah, blah, blah. We flirted a lot. But, you know, we talked. We never hooked up. We only ever hooked up for one time. And But we still talked a lot. And I don't know. I just got tired of talking to him. I just felt like it's fun. He is fun to talk to. But he keeps wanting something from me that I don't want to give him. And I cut it off. And, of course, he was acting butthurt. Obviously, you know, I, it was very, I can very much tell that there was feelings for him, too. And just, I don't want it. I didn't want the feelings. And, like, I don't know, it was just a weird thing for me. I just didn't want to talk to him that way anymore. I, I don't know what brought it to me. It just, it just happened. And this is before my husband. And, it just, again, it just happened. So... And then, you know, in between these two guys are friends of benefits is, you know, other hookups here and there. And I just never felt attached to anybody. There's no one that ever stood out. I had the one love of my life before my husband, and no one mattered. And the guy that I loved before my husband, I want, I was a hell. I just want to, because a part of me also wished this guy would come back into my life and we could be together. And he just never did. I meet my husband two months later, said guy, try to come back into my life. Fuck me. So that had, we had a little hash out. I chose my husband. I don't want him back. Obviously, he broke that trust. I chose my husband. And it's all worked out for me in the end. Um, I know I kind of derailed from the whole is life thing, but I wanted to share those experiences with two friends with benefits because they kind of sit with me. You know, it's just one of those memories you look back on. There's, like, no regrets. 
there's no feelings, but I just think back to those experiences and like, wow, you know, that was crazy. It was fun, but they just didn't laugh and they didn't work out for obvious reasons, but I just laughed at like how they turned out. And I don't play myself to be some magnificent woman. I like to say I have a decent personality. I can come off as obnoxious sometimes. I'm not the prettiest girl, but you know, I'm pretty chunky now, but you know, I was thinner and so I was decent. And when I look back at all these memories, I'm like, man, there's like a good amount of guys that like fighting with me. Maybe it was just basic attraction. And sometimes there's guys that legit just want more from me that I did not want to give. So this stuff just surprises me. I don't look at myself and believe it. I like it's like it's just I I don't know the, the feeling for it, but it's just like wow, that's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, it all ties into, and of course, not to get too deep, you know, like philosophical, but you know, it all ties into the um, the expectation. Number one, you you laid out the expectation. And if they didn't follow it, that's on them. You know, um, you, you made everything known. And, of course, you do have different types of guys. Um, you know, you have the, the typical guy that does not want anything, um, that just wants to play the field for a while until he chooses to settle down. Or the one guy who will listen to you and say, okay, I don't want, I don't want to catch feelings, but they do. And it goes against every expectation that you set so you have the situation that turned out the way it did now my question to you this is your show so you don't have to answer what did you feel that caused uh, the hose life for you the what do you mean like the hose life thing like do you mean like from the beginning or like yeah what do you mean by that yeah what was, what was the catalyst for it I mean you're, you're like okay well I don't want to date anyone right now because I'm not ready to settle down, but I don't want a commitment just yet, so I'm going to just, you know, relax and just live life the way I should. Well, the catalyst basically happened from two different dudes. One was just an abu- um, abusive, toxic as shit guy, so I want to start living my life. It wasn't being a hoe's life stage there, but I just was, you know, exploring. And then, like, I was always open to the idea of meeting somebody at this stage, and I met a guy that I generally didn't love, and he broke my heart. He did. He crushed my heart. And that, and I remember laying in my bed crying and heartbroken for two days. And then it's just like I woke up and it's like there's a, a switch that flipped. It's like I'm gonna do me. I'm just gonna have fun. I'm gonna work on myself. Just work, pay my bills, and have fun. And then you know, part and again. The no attachment was I didn't want to get hurt again. That's the whole root of this too. Is I don't want to be hurt. And excuse me, I legit did not feel attachments towards these guys. So I think maybe you know maybe there wasn't an actual connection with guys that I just could not summon uh, feelings, or maybe it was my subconscious like no, we don't like him. We like the dick, but we don't like him. So. <laughs> I guess it was just, you know, heartbreak, the obvious, that really heartbreaking and trauma, other things that happened to me that were, you know, we, we got, you know, both podcasts and off podcasts, we kind of talk about that there's a lot of things that still haunt me to this day, and all these things kind of play again. Of course, back then, I didn't realize this, this is just all, everything being bottled up, and I'm choosing to do all this, and when I have friends that are single that do things, I ask them to be careful. 
I was I did the whole life. I did the parties. I did the bars. I did the clubs. I did friends. I did it all. And I say, don't be stupid. Like, you know, obviously, I'm happy. You know, I I use protection a lot, but there's still the risk of pregnancy and diseases. And I was lucky that nothing of that ever happened. Uh, but I tell my friends, be careful. Be protected. You know, um, if it's a random hookup, do a hotel room. Don't take them back to your house because you don't know them. I never did that either. I never had a guy come back to my house. It was always their place or a hotel. Um, so I was firm about that. I didn't want someone to know where I lived. And because I, you know, my first boyfriend was a crazy guy. You never know if I met another guy that was crazy. Uh, I'm so mad at one of my friends. She, she's, she's still a best friend of mine, and you know, who, you should know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, she was single um, during this period, and she was having a little bit of a party girl phase. And every girl should, everyone should have a party phase. I think one that you're safe about it, and you make, you make smart enough decisions, where you don't come, cause harm to yourself and others. Have your party stage. She, remember, I, it was like eleven o'clock at night. I'm sitting at home with my husband, watching TV, and I'm getting a phone call from her. She is drunk off her ass, and she's by herself at a bar. And I can't let have her by herself at a bar when she's drunk off her ass. One, how is she going home? Two, it's a guy that's horny, you know, is going to try to, can, you know, well, can and won't try to take advantage of that. So me and I go to the bar. I sit with her, I have a couple of drinks, I make sure she gets home safe, and then I think the following day I went back to her house and saw her, and it's just, what the fuck is wrong with you? You can get drunk off your ass, I don't care, but by yourself at a bar, I was pissed. Because bad things happen to me, I, sometimes things were just not my fault, some things, you know, bad decisions didn't lead to these things. And I get so scared when someone I know. And because again, I got lucky. I have a lot of stuff. I'm lucky nothing super serious ever happened to me. For at least to my, you know, my own sense where I don't think it was super serious. Um, so that just, that just, and I, her and I have talked to that, about that not so long ago, is you just don't do that. Be safe. Go in life for sure. Live your life. Do what's going to be happy for you. You know, because at the end of the day, it's your life. You're the only one that's living it. Um, but be safe, be careful, don't do, try your best to not cause harm to yourself and people around you. Uh, sometimes you can avoid, like, emotional stuff, sometimes you just can't avoid, but there are consequences, things that can happen when you're doing these things, so, especially under the influence of, of, um, alcohol, and I have, uh, a family member, she's starting to become her own self, and I know she's going to go through things. And, you know, any reasonable adult family member would be like, oh, don't do this and that. I'm like, listen, do I want you to do these things? Hell no. Do I want you to have a whole face? For sure, shit, no, I don't want you to have a whole face. But if you're going to do these things, be safe. This is how I did it. This is what, you know, I these are mistakes I did do. Just, if you're going to do them, do them as safe as possible. So, that, when I say how life, don't be irresponsible and fuck yourself up, but, you know, I digress. How his life comes from trauma, trauma and heartbreak to where, you know, to where I cause self-destruction upon myself and dudes around me. 
Well, I do understand and that. <laughs> this is where I was a flat out bitch. There was a guy that <laughs> I was in bed with. He was really bad. That halfway through, I kicked him out. Like, I got a roof and I kicked him out of the room because I'm like, dude, I can't. He was making really weird faces. It's just nothing was happening for me. <laughs> halfway through, I'm just like, I can't. I gotta stop. And he's just like, oh. I'm like, are you uncomfortable? Am I hurting you? And I'm like, oh, okay, um, no. <laughs> um, I said, no, you, you just gotta go. It's just, it's not happening. I'm sorry. And, you know, obviously he was calling me every name in the book because his ego was hurt. But, God, you just, it was bad. That's, that was probably the worst that's ever happened. So, so yeah. Wonderful. It's experience. I mean, I have one male hose life, and uh, we'll we'll move on from there. I'll give one story, just in case you know anyone who's listening who might know this story. In my twenties, uh, I, I used to work in the uh, in the mall. Uh, met a young lady, instantly had a connection. Picked her up that night, brought her to my home, hung out with my roommates, and shish and a bad happened. And come to find out, when everything was done, she had a she had a blade in her skirt pocket and she had like a thing of mace and she had a second blade and yeah knowing me i was really surprised i'm like um why do you have all this stuff with you she goes oh well just 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 in case i meet another guy who tries something I'm like so how many guys have you met and she goes oh just a few and you i'm like oh glad i was safe but uh yeah we only hooked up one time never saw her again afterwards so. See, that's super smart. I wish I had, like, sprays and, and um, anything form of protection. The only form of protection I had was just never letting someone know where I worked or lived, uh, unless I've known them for quite some time. And, you know, I never crossed my mind. I mean, the first time I ever, ever sprayed was last year. I went to Georgia alone, which I do normally, but I went to a different city because my one of my nephews was graduating. And my husband couldn't come with me because he was working. He couldn't take time off. But he hates being in Georgia. He doesn't like fear around my family's trauma. If they come down here, it's fine. We can control that. If he goes up there, fuck down. He well, he refuses to go to Georgia. So I'm by myself. I'm staying in the hotel by myself. It's a nice hotel. It's all spending money, but so I'm by myself. So I bought pepper spray because you know I know I'm only by myself. My nephew is going to go party with his friends, I'm not staying with him, I'm not staying with his mom or his family, uh, oops, you know, from outside, and there's so, you know, you, you have to protect yourself, and for me, I don't necessarily really worry about myself, I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm 28, I'm getting older, I'm not the ideal looking girl, and so I don't really necessarily worry about myself to that degree, but it's still unnerving if someone looks at you a little too long the wrong way, and you are by yourself, so that's a sense of vulnerability. Because I don't know how to fight. There's no self-defense there. Um, I know to go through the throat, the balls, and the kneecaps. Um, but so yeah, I have pepper spray on my key on my keychain. But yeah, I wish I had those tools handy back then. I really would have came in handy <laughs> a few times over. Now I, I do have a question about you know the, the whole life the hose life thing. Now, do you think? Do you think a society puts a stigma on it because, you know, uh, it's been taught and it's been learned to us that we must have one person for the rest of our lives? For sure. No, well, not to that degree. I guess maybe depending how you were raised. Um, there's that stigmatism 
mostly directed at women. Because you know, it, it's clear cut across movies, shows, books, and real life in general, everything. If a woman sleeps with multiple guys, she's used up. She's a hoe. Um, everything. Where a guy has multiple partners, it's, oh, it's fine. No one really bats an eye at it, you know. Throughout history, you know, I mean, women have affairs too. But throughout history, you see it a lot. It's the wife that's at home. But the men are out having affairs. Well, suck it up. If the man is having an affair, well, what are you doing wrong? Um, you have to keep your family together. You need to keep your household together. If he's having an affair, you need to do what does better. Now, if it's the wife that was having an affair, she's a whore, divorce her right away, if not kill her, you know? So it's definitely directed at women more than men. Um, so... Again, even for my husband, my husband is Muslim and he's from the Middle East, so there's that cultural thing. He's well aware that I have a history before him. He just doesn't necessarily know to the complete extent for the obvious reasons, and I, he doesn't want to know and I don't want to talk. And that's fine. Um, but, you know, so that cultural background, you know, um, you don't sleep with anyone unless you're married. Now, my husband was never with somebody because as soon as he came over here, he was here for about a month and then he met me. Um, so I popped my husband's cherry. But a lot of guys that travel from over there, and again, I don't want to say every guy, but there's a good handful because they'll come over here and they immediately start looking for girls because they want to have sex and they want to find a girl to marry. And I'm saying this because nearly every guy that came from around that area that was trying to talk to you, it was the same conversations. It's, you know, hooking up and I want to find someone to marry because I want to stay here. So those were legit conversations I had. Now, was that every guy that travels to America? Oh, no. But from my experience, every guy that met around that. So, um, so they come over and they will sleep with everyone, but, you know, women in their culture, they're expected to stay virgins. Um, so this is like a general thing. So when women, you know, there's the whole joke about Taylor Swift, you know, every guy she dates and breaks up with, she gets, she writes a song, um, guys get swifted and whatever. But how many male celebrities go through women? Leonardo DiCaprio has a different model girlfriend, Justin Bieber, all these people. No one says shit about them, you know? Um, so I hate it. And so that's why when I talk to my girlfriends, or any woman that listens, is at the end of the day, it's your body. It's how you feel about yourself. Do you truly believe that stupidism? Do you truly believe that you're going to be a whore if you want to sleep with multiple guys? If you all don't want it, don't do it. Do what makes you comfortable. But my thing is, do what makes you happy. Be happy with yourself. Take care of yourself. So if you're just living your life, you want to be independent, whether you're a guy or girl, you want to get it in, get it in. Be safe. Be smart about it, of course. But... You know, don't worry about what everyone else says. Don't worry about what society says. It is what it is. It's whatever, you know? Uh, so, I, I just hate it. There's even times my husband and I will debate about stuff like this. But I stand my ground, and I, that's why there's, there's no shame of it for me. I feel no shame. I don't go back and say, yeah, I really regret that I slept with, you know, multiple guys. And no, because I go back and say, these are really fun experiences. There's always a story attached to H1. You know, just like a couple I shared. There's just a story. Either it's funny or it's sad. There's a story. There's an experience that I loved. 
and a lot of the stuff that you would see, like, how a TV show or a movie just makes it even more funny for me. And it's fun, so, you know, it's, it's really weird how different someone experiences. It was just the other day with my coworkers. We were, they wanted to hear the story of how I met my husband, which I could share in a future episode. It's, it's kind of funny, but, um, and I said, you know, on the first date with my husband, him and I kissed. And the girl, one of the girls, she's like, oh my god, like, you kissed on the first date? And she's like, wow, and you're not judging, you know, she wasn't making it sound like that, you know, and I remember her saying, with her husband, I mean, they've been together for, like, I think she said 12 years, um, and, I mean, they were, they've been together since they're teenagers, she's like, he was dating her for a year and a half before she let him get anything from her, which is fine, you want to make someone wait, there's no judgment. Make some wait. You want to not have sex until marriage. Okay, that's that's all you. No judgment. So I was like, yeah. She's like, well, how long did you wait for before your husband? I was like, I think it was like the second or third date. <laughs> 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 it wasn't funny. So there's, like, so there's someone that she dated a guy, which is her now husband, a year and a half. Granted, they were teenagers, but I want teenagers to start early. So, you know, they waited a year and a half. For me, it was second or third date. And, um, but that's, I mean, I, I don't make it clear enough. I hold no judgment to people. As long as you're good to yourself and good to others, you're, do what you want to do. How is life? That is, that's the second motto. There's don't be a dick in how is life. Now, what's really funny when it comes to how is life, as we get older, you know, we, we're more steadfast on our expectations and it's, it's not very... Um, it's not very in the norm, I guess, um, because my viewpoint on it is we're all we're all animals. We're I think I mentioned this before. We're all animals, you know. And there's no such thing as monogamy. There's no such thing as marriage. There's no such thing as being with one person. In my opinion, of course, you can always find that one person that you want to be with for the rest of your life. You know, you you have that feeling. But other than that, you know, society does not dictate that you must be with one person for the rest of your life. You have to feel that. You know, and I think it's been ingrained in our minds ever since we were kids to be successful, get married, have babies. That's been drilled into our minds since what? That's since we can remember. So when we go outside of that norm, then we get looked at as hoes and stuff like that. I agree with that. Um, definitely agree with that. So um about what society dictates and how that's become so norm and it's been drilled in our heads. Now, where your beliefs, and in that degree, I, I'm like kind of opposite. You know, for me now, polygamy is becoming more and more open. I see more people on social media that talk about polygamy. They're part of it. Again, no big deal. I'm not going to go for sinners. Uh, you worship the devil. And, you know, I'm not all about that. I offer, obviously, if no one's caught that already. But for me personally, am I going to share my husband with another woman? Hell no. Um, oh, I'm not someone that shares. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. What I initially said was, you know, when you find someone, you know, that you have an emotional, physical bond with, of course you don't want to be with anybody else. You don't want to share that person, anything of the sort. But it's, you know, you're, you're not meant to to be with just one person for the rest of your life. If you find that connection, you know, and you're saying, okay, he or she is the one I want and that's it, then then, then that's the way it should be. You know, but you shouldn't be programmed 
to have that instilled no, no, in you. Do you understand what I'm saying? saying? No, uh, so I know what you were saying to that. So I'm not saying that you're like, you know, fuck the patriarchy. I'm sleeping with every woman. Every, no, no, no. I got what you were saying. So I was just saying from, you know, my standpoint is there's some people that are straight, you know, they don't like pol- pol- uh, polygamy or anything like that. And they find upon they're judgmental. So, you know, it, basically what you're saying is it's always life, but in a more um, simpler term, <laughs> not as um, grotesque, I guess, in a way. So, yeah, but for me, it's, you know, I'm not sure. It's when you're finding, I see, now I'm fumbling over my words. There's three different ways I want to go about this. But the one way is, I'm not spiritual, I'm not religious. I like the idea, I guess I romanticize the idea that there's always someone meant for you. No, if that's an actual thing or not, who am I to say? Again, I don't really have a strong belief in things like that. But I like the idea. I like the, th- the idea of, you know, the Da Vinci uh, portrait, you know, the four the four, um, four-armed, four-legged guy in, you know, in regard. I don't know the story about it, but for the context is he, God got angry and split them in two. Um, and they're destined to find each other to become whole. So it's kind of like the whole soulmate thing. So I romanticize the idea that someone is meant for somebody. And again, I repeat, whether it's real or not is not up to me. I just like the idea. I think it's it's romantic. And but and when I go to this thinking, I love my husband to death. Um, I want to be with him the rest of my life. I don't know what I can't imagine my life at home. But where do I feel like he's my absolute soulmate? No. Um, the guy I loved before my husband. There's a part of me that thought that that's that he was. There's a small bit of me that's like, maybe that was my soulmate, but I don't have a whole love for that guy like that. There's a memory, but if you showed up to my front door right now asking me to run with him, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my, get the fuck off my carpet. So, but I choose, I choose my husband the rest of my life, obviously, because we got married. And again, I don't see myself going to be with anybody else, unless, you know, it's like Tom Hiddleston and, you know, like going down the line of, you know, Marvel superheroes, you know, uh, with the Watchboard apps. Um, well, I so, mean, uh, I'm still holding out for Christina Hendricks, but I digress. But, but please, you know, please continue. No, um, yeah, you know, have your hall passes. So, but that's me. Everyone has sexual preferences, whether it's partners, multiple, single. It comes down to the boiling point of don't be a dick. Don't judge, don't judge on people. If you don't want it, you don't like polygamy, don't do polygamy. Um, uh, you know, I, dude, I get fired up. If I see a girl look at my husband too long, I'm going to fight her. I don't do anything. <laughs> I, I think my husband's attractive. And I know girls are going to look at him. He doesn't do anything back. I'm fine with that. Now, a girl gets a little too close, we're going to have a wrong one. And this comes down to where my code is, you know, stay in your lane. Don't beat the other woman. Especially if, you, if it's, it's one thing if you did not know. You know, what's the point of me fighting a girl? some other woman for being with my man and she legit didn't know. Now this girl knew that my you know, that he was with me and you're still continuing, you are scum and I'm going to throat punch you. I'm going to make you swallow your nostrils. Um it, so that's where that the story I told earlier where I found the news for the girl that was pregnant. I cut that off immediately because I was just like no. Um as soon as I met my husband 
and by the second third day and I realized okay I really want to date him and I want to be serious with him eventually I cut off any connections I still have in that regard because I don't want to share I don't want to have multiple partners there's not for the other person that believes in the same thing now let's say my husband suddenly you know being Muslim with the whole multiple life thing my husband has no intention especially for his own health to not have a second lunch um, <laughs> of course there's no interest in that. And, you know, um, now let's say I was the guy and he did want polygamy. I do not. We have to, you know, okay, I just can't be with you. I'm, I can say I'm insecure that I don't want to share you. It's my own preference, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, I mean, it does, again, as I say, it all boils down to what makes you happy, you know, both mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if that's what you're into. Uh, all around what makes you happy and what's healthy for you uh, you know and just go on, go on that like tell his life don't be a dick <laughs> you're hearing those in the, all the podcasts now is don't you know you're always going to hear don't be a dick and tell his life live your life do the best and I because I know we're going to be wrapping up here shortly um, I just want to point out because I know you and I talked a little bit right before we start recording how Hoa's life became the topic. It was not meant to be this topic. Um, do you want to know what I was going to talk about this evening? I would love to oh, know. I, I would love to know. I want to talk about childhood. Hmm. That, that would have been a very interesting topic. Childhood memories. Doesn't um, necessarily be like trauma, but like childhood memories. Like what was. Like, what's something that you would do as an adult now that brings you back to, like, a, you know, the foggy, warm, light memory of, like, being with a grandmother or just a really... Those, it was that kind of podcast I was thinking to have. Just don't get about, you know, uh, injuries as a child. Like, just childhood all together, but, like, in a warm, positive tone. And you and I are already been on the phone for, like, a minute, and it was, like, I was like... How was life? We're talking about sex stories. <laughs> See, this is a beauty of your show. Your show can go in any direction that you wish. Um, see, this is why we love doing shows like this. So maybe on the next episode of The Root of All, Ashley, we can talk about that. Talk about something warm and fuzzy. But I have the sinking feeling that the moment we hit record, you're going to switch up into something else. I don't think warm and fuzzy is my is my uh, in my repertoire, but ooh, I use big words. It's surprising. Um, and talking to you is like changing my vocabulary, and I don't like it. But <laughs> there's a theme here um, because our last handful of episodes we've recorded, this is the theme. Seems to be the majority of those conversations we've been having. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, but I don't know. Um, I mean, at heart, I'm an infomaniac, so these things are going to pop up. I, I promise there's going to at least be a podcast at one point that we're not going to talk about sexual themes. No, that's going to be a very hard promise to keep, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be at least one in the future where we won't talk about something sexual. Well, uh, well I mean, think about, the yeah, warm, think about the warm and fuzzy childhood hanging out with Grandma for the next episode, and you're going to turn into granny porn probably. I will be expecting it. I'll I'll, I'll be waiting for it. I take it back. This is not a promise. I cannot keep it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I will try. That's what I can do. I will try. 
you know, I don't know, maybe next episode, it probably won't be that, because now I've already talked about it, that this, excuse me, hiccups, um, I don't think that'll be the next podcast topic, because uh, I had a few bumps around, so, we'll find out, um, my mind is definitely a mysterious place, um, it is nothing but a vortex of what the fuck, so, you never know, what's going to be the next episode, uh, and yet, I will keep saying this until it starts happening. I still have not seen any comments from listeners regarding podcasts I'm a part of. I will send you those, I promise. It has been two years since you've been part of the the, the experience. And the second episode, you come back guns blazing with Ho Life. Now, I know everybody's curious what the third episode is going to be. So I am curious to see what you have for us next time. Oh God, uh, I have no idea. No, I found out. I, I, I legit have no idea. I'm not pre-planning. Let me tell you, uh, to to whoever's listening, you poor souls. This is not. Oh, I'm thinking about our topic days in advance. No, no, no. This is literally uh, two hours before we start recording. It's not even maybe an hour and a half. Is hey, you want to record? It was originally supposed to be tomorrow. Hey, you want to just do it tonight? Sure. Let's do it in like an hour. Um, what's the theme going to be? And I'm thinking, uh... Fuzzy childhood? And then it goes right into sex balloons. Okay. Yeah, this is, um... Yeah, this is definitely nothing as plans. It just... It just goes with the flow. Whatever. However the wind blows in my face. I always sit here on my back porch with my ear pod in. If that's... Because I don't have a podcast mic. I will get one at some point. The more, uh, what do you call the words? Basically, the more dedication I know I'm sticking to this, you know, I'll buy a mic. Um, I'll do a little bit more, I'll, I'll invest a bit more towards this, but it's, it's not me not believing in this, it's me believing in myself that I, because I have, you know, a short attention span. So, we're going to see, but in the meantime, my. You know, when you listen to me, the, the audio doesn't sound super perfect again. I have an ear, earbud in, earbud, not AirPod, earbud. And I sit outside, because it's nice, cool weather, and my house is big, so there's always this little echo that I hear when I'm talking. And, of course, my mom's visiting, my husband's inside, and for obvious reasons of this subject, I don't want my husband to hear. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't stop, start listening to this, because it's going to be a really bad fight. Well, but the good thing about it is he has three years of shows to catch up on if he starts listening. So you have time to explain it to him just in case. Now I will ask you to not tag it so because I know you always tag me uh, on Facebook when we release the episode. Just in case, don't tag me in this, in this when this episode is going to air. Don't tag me in it. I promise I will not tag you in it. But I have to ask you um, as you wrap up your own show, how does it feel? coming back, and this is your second official show. Um, I mean, I guess I feel good. I feel like I didn't come off as uh, a newborn deer in the beginning when doing the intro, so I think I feel a little bit more comfortable. Again, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still just going through it. It's just we're figuring it out. Everyone, the listeners, I mean, we're just, we're just figuring it out. We're listening to this dumpster fire of a podcast together. Um, so yeah, I like it. We're going to just keep seeing where it takes us. Absolutely. I mean, there is a slow evolution. 
of Ashley Majestic, and I believe we're, we're getting off on the right foot. The show sounds great. Your subject matter is awesome. You got a good pace, and your confidence is growing more and more. It's the second episode in the books. I just think where we'll be a year from now, or even six months from now. Dear God, those poor, the poor listeners. Oh, they're 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 in for a ride. So. so before we sign off where can people find you if they want to talk to you or if they want to see anything of you they will mostly can find me on my instagram it is majestic nerd lady it's my my profile is private you can send a request um and that's fine you can send a message saying hey you know i'm a listener to the podcast and I'm fine. We can talk. We can shoot shit, share stories. You can ask me questions. I'm all for it. You can give me honest feedback, whatever you want to talk about. As long as you're not being a dick, it's fine. Um, I don't have, I'm not public on any other social media. I don't do Twitter, Facebook I don't use, um, Snapchat's private, and I don't do TikTok. I mean, I watch it, but I don't have any videos. And I have created an Instagram for under the name The Root of All Ashley. There's no post there. There's nothing there. Until I start getting contact, I want to put it on there. And so the more this show starts to roll onward, I will start creating that profile. And I am supposed to get um, actual cover art for the show. I'm talking to one of my good friends. Her and I just haven't connected. Since the holidays, we just haven't had a chance to really talk about what the picture should be of. And I still don't know. So any ideas or thoughts for the root of all Ashley, I'm all here for but, um, but yeah, so yeah, Instagram and Justin Girl Lady, there's no world you're going to find me. Awesome. And of course, you can always find us under uh, podbean.com, Walker, ac 76com And of course, there's always a link in the description below to where you can find um, this show on multiple free apps you can go through. We just opened up um, a, a new listening, uh, you know, I can't even talk today. Let me try this again. A new listening platform, Reason.fm, R-E-A-S-O-N.fm, has picked us up. So that's another platform that we're on to listen to. Be sure you download the free app, search the Walker AC Experience, bookmark it, make it one of your favorites. Of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything in between. The Walker AC Experience is growing and growing and growing, along with the root of all Ashley. We're going to keep on going, folks. And Ashley... This is your show. You give us a sign off. Any last words? Yes. So this is how I want to start signing off my shows as long as I remember. First off, I'm going to tell you a joke. Then we're signing off. No feedback whatsoever besides your disappointment size or words. All right. I have a question for you. Are you ready? I am afraid, but I'm ready. Okay. So my question to you is, when it comes to puns and dad jokes... Do you know why it's best to just keep them on paper? Why? Because it's terrible. Good night, San Francisco.